The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1906. Today we're going to continue our look at the Age of Resistance one-shots staying on the light side, and this time looking at Poe Dameron. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode where we are continuing our series of looks at the Age of Resistance one-shots, staying on the light side of the house today with the look at Poe Dameron and his story, Fight or Flight. Now, as with yesterday and our discussion of the Finn story, this is a spoiler-filled episode, so if you have not read it yet and don't want it spoiled for you, then save this episode of the show for a later date, but if you're okay with me diving in, then let's dive in. This actually takes place at least a year before the events of The Force Awakens, and it also means that it takes place, uh, well, gosh, between, you know, between 28 and 33 ABY, let's say it that way, because the Resistance officially started in 28 ABY, and it's already underway to some degree, but Poe Dameron is not a part of it. He does not actually join it until 33 ABY. In this particular story, Poe is still a part of the New Republic defense fleet, and it seems like he doesn't even necessarily know of a resistance, and he's not even aware that such a resistance exists, but he is about to find out in this story. So yeah, let's say that it might take place if we had to guess closer to the 33 ABY side of the house than to the bloodline 28 ABY side of the house. So as we join the story, Commander Dameron is in charge of the pilots of Rapier Squadron stationed on the Brooks Dion space station. It's next to a planet, but we don't know what planet it is. All we know is that it's also nearby an asteroid field that's referred to as the Lost Souls field because nobody knows what's in there and nobody who's gone in there has ever come back out. So very ominous, naturally. And the big inciting incident is that somebody has broken onto the space station and stolen the head of the protocol droid belonging to Admiral Matheson. Admiral Matheson's conversations have been recorded by this protocol droid for the last five years, and so it may contain some seriously strategic information. A passenger ship had left from the docking bay not long after the theft was discovered, and so Rapier Squadron is dispatched to try and find the ship because they don't have any other record of it. They don't think it's gone to hyperspace. They think it's in hiding nearby, and it turns out it is. It's hiding underneath the space station trying to escape notice, but unfortunately not. And they try to run away, but Poe shoots out the hyperdrive, and there's a bit of fun with him telling them to, you know, surrender and, you know, follow them back into the space station. And whoever's on the other side is saying, oh, you know, our sound systems have been messed up. You really sound loud and angry and unintelligible. Can you speak more quietly, please? And so 
he's like, I'll talk any way I want. And they're saying, we can't understand you. So then it's, okay, I'll talk quieter. And so they show this in the comics as like smaller typeface print. And <laughs> it's pretty funny. And it actually brings to mind the scene at the beginning of The Last Jedi where Poe Dameron is tooling with General Hux of the First Order. Because while this is going on, yeah, they can't necessarily get the hyperdrive up and operational, but they can certainly make sure that they have their regular sublight engines working and they take off toward this asteroid field which you know they all give chase and Poe says pull up don't go in except Poe goes in and they're like you're not pulling up yourself what's going on in the squad by the way is Kare Kun who is part of the black squadron that we see depicted in the Poe Dameron comics so she's there as well Anyway, so Poe follows this ship in and the ship says that initially this asteroid field had defenses set up within it that were designed to protect something at the center of the asteroid field during the Clone Wars, but they've taken crews there to you know, navigate through and find their way successfully through it. This is what Poe is hearing from this other pilot of this other ship who is, you know, talking to Poe like they know who Poe is, like reputationally speaking. He's already identified himself as Commander Poe Dameron, but yeah, they're actually talking to him like they know who Commander Poe Dameron is, that he has a reputation as one of the best pilots in the galaxy. And, you know, once both ships are in the asteroid field from there, it's not so much a chase as it is a matter of survival. And the pilot of this mysterious ship is actually having to coach Poe Dameron on how to deal with the terrors of the asteroid field, which they do, which also includes going through the jaws of something that looks kind of like an exogorth, but is a little bit more lizard-like in its face appearance. And you start to wonder who this mysterious pilot is. And there's a thing about, you know, aiming for the gaps between the teeth and Poe saying like, how do you know? And the person's like, there are always gaps. And so you start wondering to yourself whether this is Han Solo behind there because obviously he's flown through the teeth of an Exogorth previously. We know it. So yeah, that's where your brain starts going. But once they get to the other side of the asteroid field, the mystery ship, disables Poe's ship and says, yeah, you can't follow us anymore. We've got to get out of here. Just, you know, now that you're out of the asteroid field, you can call for your squadron and they'll come to help you. But the reason why we did this is because something is not right. There is a new evil coming to the galaxy and the New Republic Defense Fleet is not talking about it. In fact, they may be suppressing that information and their actions in stealing the head of this protocol droid are meant to try to bring to light the danger that is welling up in the galaxy and that the New Republic is willfully resisting and maybe resisting at the highest levels of government, which of course implies the notion of complicity somehow. And that topic was also kind of addressed to a small degree in Bloodline, but you know, further on, we're getting a little bit more development of this particular situation. And there is a reveal of who the pilot is, which is surprising in its way, but they do give you a bit of a clue or two as to who it is. And I will tell you what that is after the break. Stay tuned. 
This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So it turns out that, you know, I know I've been saying the pilot's talking to him and that's what you're meant to think, but it isn't actually the pilot that's talking to him because the pilot of this ship is Nine Numb. Yes, that Nine Numb. Lando's co-pilot in Return of the Jedi, still working with the Resistance by the time the sequel trilogy comes around, has been recruited to the Resistance. He is flying the ship, but obviously he only speaks Sulliston, so yeah, he's not the one talking to Poe. No, their passenger and leader of the mission is the one who's talking to Poe. And this person has been referring to him as Flyboy during their conversations. So if that doesn't give you the hint, I mean, that's the only one you really get. Uh, It turns out that it's Vice Admiral Holdo on this ship who has led the mission to sneak onto the Brooks Dion space station and steal the head of this protocol droid. So there you go. Even though Poe is familiar with Holdo from the battle at Chiron Belt, It turns out that he's had other (laughs) dealings with her that he didn't even necessarily know about. And that is going to do it for our look at Fight or Flight. Again, you know, nothing necessarily that tells us anything specific about the rise of Skywalker in this one either, but definitely opens up some interesting political intrigue and suspenseful stuff about that fertile time period when the Resistance was starting to build as best it could and the First Order was starting to make itself known in the unknown regions, you know, more clearly and in the known galaxy also. And that's going to do it for this episode of the show as well. So thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.